Chapter 34, Many Storms Location, Pluris, The Botanic Gardens Present Day, 8.45 p.m. Shadow slumped his shoulders, heavy with the weight of the worlds, as the screaming around him intensified. Out on the lawn, the Demisian screeched, raising their fists and weapons toward the balcony. A threat the demon struggled to deliver as wind gusts turned the torrential rain into high-pressure water jets pushing against them. Boom! 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 Moody clouds stroked the lawn between the creatures and the building. The demons vanished behind a line of fire and smoke, the result of the quick succession of electrostatic charges, too convenient for Shadow to dismiss as luck. Am I doing this? In front of him, Nate and Harry screamed at each other, making no attempt to listen or understand. Red faces, closed hearts, and an appetite for destruction. Further back, near the staircase, Stella stood with her arms crossed, wearing a condescending smile on her face, while Sybil sat on the metal stairs with Zir head sunk in between Zir knees. As Harry prepared to deliver his sentence, and Nate took a step forward to confront him, the skies unleashed hell in the middle of the three men, a bomb of light, hot, explosive, and electric. Boom! Bzzttt. Shadow's back hit the stone rail as his body convulsed and tingled. Thousands of high-voltage ants danced all over his body, their legs like pins and needles. He collapsed, and the adrenaline rushing through his veins made time stand still. A blessing because he was running out of it. First, deafening silence, then the loud hissing in between his ears, followed by a cracking noise of some sort, inside or outside his head? He wasn't sure. The stone is breaking apart, Stella said. She stood by him, but her voice sounded far away. Time sprinted forward as she grabbed his hand and pulled him up, leaning out her entire body to compensate for the weight difference. We have to get out of here. You can't die, she said. Today, she added, oddly. Nate, where's Nate? he asked as he spotted Sybil helping Harry to his feet. Stella placed her shoulder under his arm. The balcony is collapsing. Let's go. Nate emerged from the smoke, skin flushed, and long hair dancing midair, charged with static electricity. Tom, to the stairs, now. He held on to Shadow's arm and led him to the stairs. Underneath them, the balcony sunk and tipped toward the lawn. Quickly. Sybil and Harry disappeared down the staircase, followed by Stella. Shadow placed his hand on Nate's back, prompting him to go first, the stone breaking apart under their feet and collapsing before Shadow got to the stairs. A sudden drop and a pull, Nate's broken hand grasping his hand and bearing his entire body weight. Tom, swing to grab my arm with the other hand. I, I can't hold for much, their hands slowly slipping as Nate gritted his teeth, pain written all over his face, refusing to let him go. Nate pushed his hips against the metal rail, releasing the second hand off it to hold Shadow's wrist, wind gusts blowing his hanging body away from safety. No longer supported by the building's missing facade, the spiral staircase threatened to collapse with Shadow, the axis of the metal stairs bending toward the lawn. Pop! 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 Half the bolts on the base plate and wall darted out. The metal spiral wobbled, loosening the remaining bolts. Let me go, love, Tom begged. Please. We'll both die. His clothes soaked and heavy, and still, his body rocked with the strong wind. Two hands emerged from behind Nate to grab Tom's arm, 
determination compensating for their lack of strength. Buddy, we're going to pull you in. Harry's face appeared under Nate's armpit. Prepare for a hell of a tumble. At the count of three, he ordered, looking back. Behind Harry stood Sybil wrapping Zir hands around his chest, and lower down, Stella holding onto Sybil's arms. They'd all climbed back up the stairs, the fools. Three, two, one, Stella shouted from below, and they all jerked toward the inside of the building, pulling shadow over the metal railing into Nate. The staircase tipped inward, leaning against the building's structure, while the not-so-human train tumbled down and around the stairs until they reached the ground, forming a pile of bodies. Stella and Sybil, immortal down below, cushioned the other's fall. They stood up quickly and so did Harry. You okay, Nate? Shadow asked before he unglued himself from Nate's body. Nate nodded, holding on to his broken hand. See it now, he whispered. Don't bottle up your storm. When you keep it all inside, it kills you. Shadow shook his head. Please, don't. Nate reached out to touch his face. Use your power. You have the heart and the storm. Use it to take control of the app and overrule the tyrants. No. Shadow raised his voice. The storm kills. When hope is gone, and all that is left is, is, hate and wrath, people die. He pressed his jaw shut, grazing his thumb over Nate's injured hand. She's not gone. Zir words whispered in his mind. Who? Shadow asked. Did you say something, Sybil? I'm not asking you to hate, I am urging you to lead. Nate spoke in the faintest of whispers, using his fingers to brush Shadow's hair from his face. To lead in the way only you can. It's going to be okay. I promise. Shadow stood up and rushed to Harry's side, instinct overruling his actions. His best friend's hair and clothes were slightly burned, smoke emerging from scorched areas here and there. You. Come here. Shadow hugged Harry tightly. I miss them too. I love them too. Boom. 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 The storm of light raged on the lawn, and Shadow took a breath, attempting to control his emotions and the weather. He closed his eyes, digging up all the repressed feelings and leaking them with his words. I'm angry, and devastated, and, and inconsolable. I'll never hear Quinn's giggles, I'll never teach him to paint your portrait, or read him a bedtime story, our favorite story. Harry's body convulsed in his arms, and he buried his face in his chest. We must go, Stella raised her voice. The storm is dissipating and the Demisian will attack. They'll kill you both. So, you are just going to vanish and let my people die? Nate grunted. Not yours. Mine, Stella said. Nate scowled. Don't you remember the history and plight of your people above? Have mercy. You, of all people, should stand with the underlings. Stella showed her impossibly white teeth as her lips twisted open. What are you saying, scum? That, that I'm less than you? That my genes are or have been inferior to your white genes? No, Nate looked horrified. How dare you compare my people with creatures designed by them to serve their people? She pointed at Shadow and Twist. They created slaves all over again. Nate lowered his head. They're like us. They're us. Like you? Stella said. Probably. 
inferior by all the measures of the spiral created by your pretty slave master. Shadow ignored Stella's justified accusation, focusing on Harry. Listen, I can't begin to imagine how you feel, but they are my family too. I miss June, the way she made you happy. Harry's body collapsed, emotion overruling any pretense of rationality. Shadow held him closer, placing his hand on the back of Harry's head and kissing his curls. I took a bullet in the heart too. And the flashbacks crippled him, the heat, and blood, and thorn flesh, and the acrid, eggy scent of discharged powder, life's final curtain call, not so final after all. I welcomed my bullet. You didn't deserve yours, but I understand the trauma that comes from a moment like that. For two years you've been here alone, with your grief and your trauma, you need help, Harry. I'm here. You were my partner, Harry said. My one friend. I have spent more time with you than my own wife. And you chose to leave. You left. I'm so tired of losing you, over and over and over again. I'm not leaving, and we'll get through this together. Shadow said. Twist, Shadow, we must leave, Stella ordered. I failed you, buddy. Harry's muffled voice was barely audible. No, you didn't, Shadow said. And you didn't deserve what happened to you. What he did to me. Harry pushed back, attempting to release himself from Shadow's hold. Yes, Shadow said, and the thought of it crushed him. Love and anger mixed into a toxic cocktail burning in his gut. A familiar sound, glass breaking above. A gust of wind had shoved a tree into the back of the building, its glass roof perforated by branches and leaves right where the bleeding heart once stood. Crimson spears first darted down, and then floated away slowly toward the edges of the building. With no underlings around to see it, Sybil broke the illusion of gravity to keep them all safe. Shadow closed his eyes, numbing his feelings to prevent further destruction. He held on to Harry, preventing his escape. He stole your life, Shadow said, but I can't let you take his, for your sake, as much as his. Do you understand? I need your word, Harry. You're biased, bud. Yes. I love you both, Shadow confessed. Look, I'll support an independent trial, but no death sentence. And if you judge him, you'll have to judge me too. I've killed two. Through the one-way glass of the main door, Shadow saw the creatures emerge from the wall of smoke and fire of the dying storm. That's when he saw them, the horned warrior on horseback, and in front of the demon, Thorn's unconscious body, laying horizontally over the horse. Her hands and feet were tied, and her face was swollen and bloodied. Their horse stood at the center of the horseshoe-shaped demon infantry all armed with swords and short bows looped over the shoulder or strapped across the back. Is she dead? Is Thorn dead? He asked Sybil. Zai shook her head, and he exhaled deeply. Your word, Harry. Shadow rushed, his tone firm and loving. Harry nodded. If he keeps preaching, I'll lock him up. Not until that moment Shadow realized he'd been choking. Oxygen filled up his lungs, spreading to every cell of his body. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Tom, you're squishing me. Shadow squeezed him one more time before he finally let him go. Harry, your hair is a mess. I need you to leave to the lab while they can't see you jump. You're not coming? Harry lifted his head and rubbed his eyes. No. Thorn's in trouble. 
I need to help her. Is that Thorn? Stella said, squinting her eyes. Tom, get out of here, Nate urged. Harry, I need you in the lab, Shadow repeated, conspiring to keep both men safe and away from each other. The Demisian are acting weird. There's too much, hmm, soul in the way they are behaving. We need to find out what's going on. And what exactly are you going to do? Harry asked. Fight them all? You? He rolled his eyes. Come on, bud. We're running out of miracles. You're not going to hug your way out of this one, Stella added. Thorn said they want me, Shadow said. They'll get me. I need to understand their motivations and meet their leader. I feel she is the answer. No. Nate begged. You, feel she is the answer? You're nuts, Harry said. You'll get yourself killed. They could have killed me before, Shadow said. They didn't. I'll buy us time. Time for what? Nate asked. You can't bargain with demons. Time for you to lead your people out of here. Where are they? Shadow asked. Nate crossed his arms over his chest. After you left, Jan gathered them all in the main hall for a prayer. She's against our agreement. They all are. I'm surprised they haven't come out to see what's going on. Shadow glanced at the fallen pillars and piles of stones outside. Psychedelics, probably, Nate said. Attempting to connect with Sybil. Without me, they cannot. They're vulnerable. You need to get them out of here, Shadow said. I'll buy us time. We can't let you die, Harry said, and Shadow blinked his eyes at him. Don't, a strange sadness in Nate's voice. That's not what he means. I'll protect him, Stella said, looking at her glossy white nails. Nate and Harry flashed the same condescending exasperation. She lifted her nose, staring down at them. I'm human, remember? They can't hurt me, and I don't want to brag, but I'm excellent at combat. Harry looked at Sybil, raising a doubtful brow, and Zernod seemed to confirm Stella's claims. There's at least two hundred of them, Nate said. You can't protect him. It doesn't matter, Shadow said. They are holding Thorn hostage. I don't have a choice. My gut tells me this is the right move. Gut, Tom? Harry said. Haven't you learned anything from decades of work digitizing human beings? Plus, we still have some miracles, Shadow said. Don't you dare waste your miracle on a murderer, Harry said. Stella scanned the room. Sybil, anyone watching? There were no underlings watching, and in an instant, Stella changed her look, and Nate stumbled backward, probably unaccustomed to experiencing the god's powers. I'm ready, Stella said, her hair now arranged into two braids neatly tucked behind her ears. In her forehead, a symbol painted in white, a cross and a slightly smaller circle shared the same center, each point of the cross touched a small disc, and all four discs connected by counterclockwise arrows. What's that on your face? Harry asked. Dikengadya Congo, our past, our present, and the future you failed to deliver, she said, revving up the engine of the vintage motorbike she was now riding, a lean cruiser with three oversized wheels. The electric red and pink retro bike clashed with her mint-colored, camo-print bodysuit, padded knees and elbows. Shadow couldn't help but smirk, and her face lit up at his reaction. You got the reference.
she flashed a cheeky smile. Inspired by your movie, she confirmed. Thorns in trouble, Shadow said. We gotta go. He glanced at the destroyed lawn and collapsed balcony. Maybe a dirt bike would be best? It can't carry the hardware, she said. What hardo? Before he finished his question, two pink Gatling-style guns popped up on each side of the bike, shiny chains of ammo running from the can, mounted on top of the engine. Stella tested the weapons, firing at the front door. Raka taka taka ta, and Shadow's eardrums hissed, still recovering from the lightning strike. The smoke slowly vanished, revealing the fallen door laying over one of the stone pillars, a perfect ramp over the ruins of the collapsed balcony. Harry covered his ears with the palms of his hands. This kid is fucking insane. This will be over in a heartbeat. Stella handed Shadow a weird-looking weapon. Hold this for me, babe. He held the elaborate blade, scalloped at the blunt end, and curved into a sickle at the top. Its iron belly sharp and deadly. Hop in, Stella said, and he jumped on the bike with her, lifting the weapon high up to avoid hurting her. What are you doing? Nate's tone rose to impossible heights. Nate, find your people, Shadow said. Then run. Leave this place until it's safe. I'm not leaving you. Nate said. Shadow persisted. Thorn said they hunt you to get to me, to hurt me. Stella can't protect us both. I can. I won't, she said with a sneer, as she gave Shadow one of the two helmets she now held in her hands. His, a solid black, hers, a coral half-helmet chopper with the face of a smiling hyena painted at the back. As she put her helmet on, the predator's long, sharp teeth closed in on Shadow's nose. Shadow chose his words with care, conspiring to keep Nate safe. I'll be more vulnerable if you are near. Somehow the statement crushed Nate as if Shadow had delivered some damning accusation. Nate nodded, lowering his gaze and running toward the wall of plants the secret passage to the commune. Nate. Shadow called, and Nate turned around, a pinch of anticipation in his eyes. Thank you for saving my life. Don't lose it again. You need it to fix the worlds. Nate blinked back love before he vanished between the jungle of plants. Shadow threw his helmet to the floor, the creatures needed to recognize him. Then he turned to Harry. Go. I need to understand the inner workings of the soulless. Have our original designs been changed? Shadow, Stella, Harry said, all business. Permission to access what you see and hear until this is over. All of it. Also, I need to speak to you using your mind. Sure. How unpleasant. Stella nodded. I'll make comms a three-way, between gods. Take care and let's not waste any miracles, Harry said, before vanishing. Where's Sybil? Shadow asked. Stella shrugged her shoulders. Hold on tightly, sexy. Shadow took his free hand off her hip and grabbed onto the metal hook behind him. Don't call me that, he admonished. Hold on to me, she persisted as the bike's drumming grew loud and fast. It's going to be, bumpy. Oh, and keep the ngulu away from your body. The what? Vroom. Vroom. His head throbbed every time the bike growled. The weapon, she said, and he lowered the strange-looking sword, its curved pointy end almost dragging on the ground. 
He was no arms expert, but he doubted its utility in battle. Is all this noise still allowed up above? He got no response. At least, not in words. Vroom. 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 They accelerated toward the ramp, and she knew exactly how much throttle to apply to push the front tire up without spinning out the rear wheels.